Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to this episode of Not Your Average Tea Time. I'm joined with my boy Justin here, and Justin, he had you on last time. It was a hit. Let's continue this conversation, talk about the Carolina Panthers, because right now they are in the news, and it is not pretty. They just today fired their head coach, Ron Rivera. He was a coach for what seemed like ever, at least since I started watching football. How do you feel about this coach? coaching change right here toward the end of the season initially I was a little shocked to hear about the firing but then once I've had some time to process it think about it I kind of think it's the right move he's barely has a winning record you know in his time here and you know he's his you know things have been that he's been a good defensive-minded coach and which is true you know over the time over the years he's had some good defenses but this year the way things have just fallen apart they can't stop the run. They can't score on offense. And you just got to ask yourself how much of that's his fault because they've got the pieces. They've, they've got what they need to be successful. And for whatever reason, they just can't put it together. Yeah, and I thought about this a lot. And I thought that maybe it was time for him to go the route that Pete Carroll did um, in Seattle. Pete Carroll said, okay, Russ, you're my franchise quarterback here. Everybody else who made this team what it was has to go. So you're going to get traded or we're not going to resign you. But what he, what Pete Carroll did in Seattle was his message got stale when he had the Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson. So he was like, Russ, you're a franchise quarterback. You're not going anywhere. Everybody else, get out of here. I need new talent. I need fresh talent so I can get more hungry players who will still buy into my message. And I was thinking yesterday, like, because I think there were rumors before the game that uh, Ron Rivera is on a definite hot seat. Um, and I was thinking, like, you know, maybe that's what he needs to do. Maybe he needs to blow it up, get some fresh new talent in there, and just rebuild this thing. But, you know, he lost to the Redskins, and new owner, was it David Tepper? Yeah. Just said, look, man, we ain't doing this. We can't keep losing like this. Like, I'm not going to stand for mediocrity. So he pulled the cord on it. And you got to appreciate him uh, backing up his statement. You know, a lot of – you know, people will say we're not going to accept this for that. And, you know, he had some bad losses to the Falcons and the Redskins. And he said, all right, you know, that's enough is enough. And you kind of make a wonder, like, I think that just kind of almost seals Cam Newton's face, fate in a way because Ron Rivera has been the only coach he's had in the NFL. And so you got to imagine that uh, the new guys that Tepper brings in are going to want, you know, to do their own thing and maybe start with their own guy. I'm not sure if Kyle Allen's that guy, but – who knows? Maybe there's a small chance I think Cam stays in Carolina, but at this point, all the signs just kind of point to them moving on. Because you know the mediocrity thing applies to Cam in a sense too. You know, since that Super Bowl run in 2015, you know he's been an incredibly average quarterback, less than average in some statistical categories. Just really hasn't been able to get the job done. So he might uh, be on the way out as well. So if Cam Newton goes out here. I think nobody would really be surprised because it's kind of the mode or the feeling that was surrounding the Panthers organization here when he wasn't playing this season. But who else could be out? Do you think that they would consider trading Christian McCaffrey to kickstart this rebuild? If not him, how about Luke Keekley? I think that they're going to make Christian McCaffrey the face of the franchise going forward. I think he's going to get a fat deal when it's time for him to get paid. I think they're going to kind of build around him and him to be that leader of that team. 
I don't know how many players might be out. Um, I think, again, they've got solid pieces, and Luke Keekley's a hometown favorite, and so I'm sure the fans would hate to see him go, and I think he's still got some really good football ahead of him. I think other pieces to go will probably be people in coaching positions. I, I wouldn't be surprised to get a new GM in there. You know, North Turner's job's going to change. Uh, I think that'll be where the extra other changes happen. And the quarterback will definitely, I think Cam Newton won't be around either. Those will be the major changes. Yeah, so do you think that Ron Rivera will land on his feet in the offseason right away? You think it's best for him to take some time off? Like, what what about Ron Rivera? Did anything about Ron Rivera rub you the wrong way? Any of his coaching decisions? Uh, man, like, the, the goal line calls have driven me crazy. Like, they've lost four games this year, four, where they had first and goal with an opportunity to either tie or win the game late in the fourth and all four times blew it. They blew it in the week two against the Buccaneers where all they had to do is get in there and score. And they, he calls like a, a trick play, a Chris McCaffrey running outside, and they get stuffed. To his credit, they got the in the Packer game, they got all the way down the field, but then first and goal, and they couldn't score and lose the game. Saints, first and goal, couldn't score, and then they missed a field goal. And then again against the Redskins, you get the onside kick, 29-21, first and goal, can't score. And so it just drives me crazy that they haven't gotten – they've got all these good pieces and they can't get in the goal for when they're that close, can't get the t- score. So you were at that Redskins game. What was going through your mind when you saw Kyle Allen scrambling around like that and then he took the sack, didn't he, to end the game? Yep. Oh, he fumbled it actually. He fumbled it, yeah. Sack fumble. So, like, what what were you thinking when you was watching this unfold here? Um, did you see if there was somebody open? Did he miss somebody, or he just had nowhere to go with it? And he was just like, "Well, this is it." I think it was a combination of the two. Like the play calling just wasn't good, and of course the offensive line didn't give him a whole lot of time to make something happen. But then his scrambling ability again, like we've seen so many times, just worked against him putting the ball on the, on the deck again. So I think um, what they really need to focus on in the offseason is some you know some different play calling and some serious offensive line adjustments. And so do you – I think that everybody needs offensive line adjustments in the worst way except for the teams that are actually doing well right now. So you got the 49ers, the Seahawks, um, who else? The Vikings have a decent offensive line. So, like, all of those teams that are in the playoffs, how can I forget the Ravens? Um, they invested heavily in their offensive line. And it may have not been the right pick in the draft or through uh, – not the right pick, the sexy pick in the draft or in free agency, but it's definitely paying dividends right now. And all those teams, too, have great defenses. And Carolina's defense looked real solid for the first, you know, half of the season. And then for whatever reason – They've just fallen apart, and they can't stop the run. They're getting beat deep, and it's just, you know, nothing's clicking on anything, offense or defense. I mean, Carolina got off to a hot start. They look like they're going to spank the Redskins. Two quick scores in the first quarter, and then they just get absolutely shut down the rest of the way going into the fourth. Meanwhile, Dwayne Haskins is out there looking like a solid quarterback, and it's just frustrating to watch. Because Dwayne Haskins looked like, dog shit every other game before that 
Right. So I guess, you know, the joke was, you know, you go to the Falcons to get right, but now I guess play the Panthers to get right. Apparently you want to get the run game going and come take a trip to Charlotte. And you would think that wouldn't be the case because you got Jerome McCoy up in the middle right there, right? Oh, yeah. And he's he's not looked like Jerome McCoy of old, but he still looks like he could get the job done. But that just hasn't been the case when it comes to the run game. And it's her, too. We've lost some really quality defensive ends to injury, and that never helps. I mean, we had a pretty promising rookie, but um, they just they couldn't get it all together towards the end there. And then the corner play hasn't been solid either. You know, they get tore up every time they play a good receiver. You know, Devontae Adams had their way with them. Michael Thomas had his way with them. You know, and they have their way with a lot of teams. But just every time being a long-term Carolina fan, it just feels like Defense can never step up when you need them to the most. You know, obviously the only exception to that being really that Super Bowl season. So if you had to pick here, and you're the you're the new GM, they get rid of who's your GM now? I don't even know. Marty Herney. Never heard of his name before. You just said it. I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest <laughs> with you. So he's out the door. His drafting has not been good. Um, they put you in there. What's your focus going to be if you wanted this team to be a playoff team? Do you invest your first two or three picks in the offensive line or defensive line, or do you go for some cornerback help? Like, which areas you feel if they just fix this one area next year that it would be the best thing to make the playoffs? I think that kind of depends on where they end up in the draft, too, and what's available coming out of college. You know, if they lose out, you know, five-win season, that'll give them a decent first-round pick. I'd say it's probably a close tie between offensive line and some corners. Like, they cut uh, the corner of the day after that uh, the Saints game because he just did such a horrible job against Michael Thomas. And they always Carolina always does this zone. It just always feels like there's somebody open. Someone's missing their assignment. Someone's missing a tackle back there. And that's usually when the, on the games, too, where the, that defensive front has a hard time putting pressure on the quarterback. Was Ron Rivera calling the defensive plays? Yeah, he actually took over last year because the defense was doing so bad, and it looked like he'd been making some good changes coming into this season, but for whatever reason, things just weren't going right there for the last five games now. All right, so last time we talked uh, we talked a little bit about Kyle Allen. You said you think he may be the answer here, but I think your sentiments have definitely changed since the last time we recorded the podcast here. So, are you familiar with any of the college quarterbacks coming out? And if so, who do you want to be the starting quarterback on the center next year for the Panthers? I'm familiar with some of the quarterbacks coming out, but I imagine that uh, a lot of the big name ones won't be around by the time Carolina's on the on the clock, because there's some definitely some some teams like the Bengals out there that uh, will definitely be drafting the or you'd assume they'd be drafting a quarterback. Um, I don't know. I feel like maybe it's an opportunity to give Will Greer a shot. You know, maybe they just enter total rebuild build mode. You know, maybe they just they blow it up, kind of like what you're talking about earlier, and just see if maybe he's he's the future. All right. Because I mean, Kyle Allen's proven that he can be a a game manager, and that he has moments of you know where he's been really well, done a really good job. You know, that Saints game, he played phenomenal, and you know they just came up short. But he's also had games where he just looked absolutely terrible. And most of those terrible games were against good playoff teams. And so you just kind of got to ask yourself, you know, what is it, you know, what's our timeline, you know, and how do we, you know, define success going forward and what are we willing to, you know, do to make that happen? You know, is it to give Kyle Allen the reins 
you know, temporarily to get Will Greer ready or to throw him into the fire next year and see what he's got. Now he's had a year, you know, to kind of sit behind Kyle and Cam and see, uh, you know, how everything works. It's funny, I forgot all about Will Greer, but I was talking about him yesterday with some people and they were saying that maybe Will Greer's the answer. Like, you know, he had a pretty decent career at West Virginia, but he hasn't been able to get on the field in the NFL just yet. But, you know, I think you got to see what you got there. So maybe are the Panthers eliminated from the playoffs officially? Not officially, but I imagine they will be real soon. You know, you lose to the Redskins, you might as well bow out, even if you're not statistically eliminated yet. Listen, I know that feeling, man. The Jets lost to the winless Bengals, and they're, <laughs> and they're technically still not eliminated from the playoffs. But they lost to the winless Bengals, so they should be out of the playoffs. They're done. They're cooked. So I was just thinking that if the Panthers were officially out of playoff contention here, maybe the move is to, I don't know, put Will Greer in there and see what he got. Like, get him some experience at least and let him get the feel of what it's like to prepare for NFL season, NFL game. Um, because next year, assumingly, like, if he performs halfway decent this year, that he can be the starter going into next year. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I mean, you look at the remaining schedule, it certainly would be tough. You know, they're going to play the Saints again, the Falcons again, which apparently is a really tough game because they got waxed the first time. And then they play the Colts and the Seahawks. And so I imagine by the time they get to the Saints game, the Saints play, or the Saints will probably be sitting their starters since they'll have everything wrapped up and getting them ready for the playoffs. So maybe kind of do what they do with, like, Kyle Allen, you know, maybe give him the last game or two of the season, just kind of showcase what he's got because I imagine Carolina is going to take an L for sure with the Seahawks and likely the Colts too. And uh, who, who knows, maybe they lose out the rest of the way, you know. Uh, anything could happen. I wouldn't be surprised by anything at this point. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You sound like a broken man. I've been a broken man just watching my team just crap on me for four consecutive weeks in a row. <laughs> it's not funny, man, but I'm, I'm I'm just glad you get to experience this, uh, this, this, uh, the, the, I don't even know the word for it. Dejection with me. <laughs> <laughs> this dejection that I feel watching the Jets play week in and week out. Well, do you at least uh, lie to yourself and say next year is going to be better? I do every year, man. But then I said, I told myself, I'm not saying that next year. Next year, <laughs> I'm going to come into the season with every expectation that they're going to go 0 16. <laughs> so that way, if they win four games, I'm saying, hey, well, I thought they were going to go um, winless next year. So, but these damn Jets. I don't know if they're going to win another game this year. They have the Dolphins, who waxed them, the Ravens, who are going to wax them, the Steelers, who are better than them, and the Bills, who are like 9-3. and three. But That's I, a tough, tough sledding. It is, man, but I legitimately hope that they go winless because they need to do something. They need to – they just got to get better. I guess we can uh... – Wallowing our self pity together for and hope for <laughs> next year's year. Oh man. Well, hey, thanks for jumping on the podcast with me, man. Talk a little Carolina Panthers football. No problem, man. I appreciate you having me on. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Not Your Average Tea Time. I'll see you guys later.